وأقول في القرآن ما جاءت به آياته فهو الكريم المنزل وأقول قال الله جل جلاله والمصطفى الهادي ولا أتأول الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على عبد الله ورسوله نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته All praise is due to Allah Azza wa Jal alone. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to exalt the mention and grant peace to our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to his family and his companions. We're talking about tarbiyah, nurturing, preparing, educating our children for their, in terms of their ibadat, their, their iman and their ibadat and their acts of worship and in terms of their worldly life and of the comprehensive nature of tarbiyah in Islam. Now, instead of going through uh, definitions and examples and things like that of, uh, of tarbiyah from just from the, the books of the scholars and so on, I thought it would be really beneficial if we were to go through some examples of tarbiyah from the Quran. And perhaps the most prominent example that comes to mind is the advice of Luqman to his son. And Luqman, he was a wise man, and scholars differed over uh, over that what exact who exactly Luqman was. But it said that he was a wise man uh, that used to uh, he used to teach the people good before uh, the prophet of his time came. And when the prophet of his time came, he he uh, stepped back and he gave that position to that particular prophet. But in any case, that is and it's said to be the stronger opinion that he wasn't a prophet, but that he was a wise man that was given wisdom by Allah. And Allah mentions his example in Surah Luqman. And we're going to start from ayah number 12, in which Allah said, وَلَقَدْ آتَيْنَا لُقْمَانَ الْحِكْمَةَ أَنِشْكُرْ لِلَّهِ وَمَنْ يَشْكُرْ فَإِنَّمَا يَشْكُرُ لِنَفْسِهِ وَمَنْ كَفَرَ فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ غَنِيٌّ حَمِيدٌ We certainly gave Luqman wisdom. Luqman is known by this since Allah said this about him. He's known as Luqman al-Hakim, Luqman the wise. He was given wisdom from Allah to be grateful to Allah. And if you notice what we are told about Luqman, all of the things that we are told about Luqman are all things about the way that he advised his son and the tarbiyah that he had for his son. And perhaps this is one of the ways that Luqman showed his gratitude to Allah Perhaps we can take this as a benefit, and Allah knows best, that uh, the gratitude that Luqman showed to Allah from that gratitude was that he showed gratitude to Allah for his son, and that he taught his son, and he gave the right tarbiyah to his son. And this is an example of the gratitude that Luqman had towards Allah Azza wa Jal. And whoever shows gratitude, they only show gratitude to the benefit of themselves. It's, it's yourself. If you're grateful to Allah, you don't benefit Allah. Allah doesn't need your gratitude. But if you're, if you're grateful to Allah, then you benefit. You're the one who benefits from it. And whoever is ungrateful, then Allah is ghaniyun hamid. Allah is free of all need and worthy of all praise. So Allah Azza wa Jal doesn't need the worship of his servants, but when they worship Allah, that's what Allah deserves and that's what brings them good. 
And then we're told about the advice of Luqman. وَإِذْ قَالَ لُقْمَانُ لِبْنِهِ وَهُوَ يَعِذُهُ يَا بُنَيَّ لَا تُشْرِكْ بِاللَّهِ إِنَّ الشِّرْكَ لَظُلْمٌ عَظِيمٌ And when Luqman said to his son while he was admonishing him, O oh my son, do not make a partner with Allah. Indeed, making a partner with Allah is a great oppression. Here we begin with the advice of Luqman to his son and the admonishment that Luqman gave to his son. And from the, there, are, there are entire articles, books, and even uh, chapters that are written just on the advice of Luqman to his son and the, the role and the value of it in tarbiyatul Islamiya, in nurturing and educating our children. The first thing is that Luqman took it upon himself to give advice to his son to give him the knowledge and the information that he would need to prepare him going forward in his life. And that admonishment that, that he gave him that, that, uh, those, that speech, and he gave him that advice, and he said those words to him, that shows that he took his responsibility as a parent and he took the, the importance of a tarbiya, the importance of nurturing his son. And he gave him those words of advice that until this day, we hold them to be among the most valuable of all of the advice that is, has been given on the topic of tarbiyah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala preserved that advice for us in the Quran. And he said to his son, Ya Bunayya, and this is from the, 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 the etiquettes of tarbiyah, that he said, Oh my son, and Bunayya is a sweet way, of, it's, a, it's, a, it's a sweet way of, of addressing your child. Because you can say, Ya Waladi, Oh my son, Oh my child, Ya Ibni can say like without it being so sweet and soft but he said yeah bunay oh my son in a in a gentle and soft way bunay is a, is a gentle and soft way of saying it so he spoke to him softly he's giving him a a he's reminding him and he's he's giving him important words that he will have to take on board and implement but he speaks to him softly and gently yeah, Bunay. And that's how tarbiyah should be. Tarbiyah should be with rifq and lean. And we're going to come to this later on. It could be with softness and gentleness. To begin with, at least in the initial, the, the, the default position should be softness and gentleness. Yeah, Bunay, la tushrik billah. Oh, my son, do not make a partner with Allah. Look at what Luqman started with. Did he start the education of his son by teaching him, you know, the, the alphabet, by teaching him the you know, mathematics or by teaching him how to make money in the dunya. What did he start his advice with? Oh, my son, do not make a partner with Allah. Because ultimately that is what really matters. That's what, that's what counts, yawm al-qiyamah. That's what's going to be the difference between your jannah and your nar and the jannah and, and nar of the destination where your children are going to go being jannah or nar. The difference is going to be whether you made a partner with Allah. So it doesn't matter whether your child is rich or poor. It doesn't matter whether your child gets a good job or not. It doesn't matter whether your child is quote-unquote educated or quote-unquote uneducated. None of that determines their jannah and their nar. What determines that is this statement. Ya bunayya la tushrik billah. Oh my son, don't make a partner with Allah. Whatever you're going to do. And he didn't even start with even any of the other sins either. He started with the greatest sin. He didn't start with any of the other sins. He didn't start with, oh, my son, don't commit immorality. Oh, my son, don't lie. Oh, my son. He started with the most important. 
The most important, my son, if you, if there is just one sin that you avoid, la tushrik billah, don't make a partner with Allah in any aspect of it. And this is the most important lesson and the most important piece of education that we can give to our children. So how sad is it? And how, just how, it's just, there, there aren't words to describe how sad it is to see parents that they give their children everything, but they don't give them this. They give their children education, they give their children a beautiful place to live, they give their children money and, and they give them happiness in terms of the worldly life, but they never ever teach their children, Ya bunayya la tushrik billah. Oh my son, don't make a partner with Allah. Inna shirka la zulmun azim. Because making a partner with Allah is the greatest example of zulm. And zulm is in, in the linguistic sense, it is wada'a shay fi ghayri mawdi'ah. Putting something where it doesn't belong. And there is no greater example of putting something where it doesn't belong than the example of giving some of the rights of Allah Azza wa Jal to someone or something else. Any of the rights of Allah, whether that's the right of Allah as it relates to worship, whether that's the right of Allah as it relates to his names and attributes or his lordship, whether it's the right of Allah in, as it relates to our actions towards Allah, or whether it's the right of Allah as it relates to Allah's actions towards us, ultimately, we don't give the right of Allah Azza wa Jal to anyone or anything else because that is the greatest example of putting something in the wrong place, putting something where it doesn't belong. Inna shirka la zulmun azim. We can also take from this that he gave, a, he explained the concept to his son. He gave that the, the reason and the concept and he didn't just say to him, Ya bunayya la tushrik billah, full stop. Oh my son, don't make a partner with Allah and then move on. He explained to him and he gave him more of a reason to understand it. Because making a partner with Allah is the greatest oppression that a person can do. It's the greatest oppression. There is no oppression greater than that. So he started, and this is a principle in tarbiyah, that you start with al-aham fal-muhim. You start with the most important thing and then you look at the next things. We're not going to say it's not important to give your children an education. We're not going to say it's not important to look after your children's manners and and the way they deal with other people, or to look at you know to look at the, them having a comfortable childhood environment to grow up in. All of these things have their place, but don't neglect the most important thing. Ya bunayya la tushrik billah. Inna shirka la zulmun azim. Oh my son, don't make a partner with Allah. Making a partner with Allah is the worst kind of oppression. And then Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned the rights of the parents. وَصَيْنَ الْإِنسَانَ بِوَالِدَيْهِ حَمَلَتْهُ أُمُّهُ وَهْنًا عَلَى وَهْنًا وَفِصَالُهُ فِي عَامَيْنِ أَنِشْكُرْ لِي وَلِوَالِدَيْكَ إِلَيَّ الْمَصِيرِ And even in the books, even this is like an aside, it's like it, it, the, the, the words of, of Luqman, and then the, there is a break here in the ayat where Allah Azza wa Jal speaks about the rights of the parents. I found that the, the, some of the scholars of Islam, when they spoke about this advice of Luqman, they included this within the advice, that this is the advice to be good to your parents and the importance of uh, fulfilling the rights of the parents. And this is something we're going to talk about extensively, inshallah ta'ala, when we come to the section on the rights of the parents and the obligations of the children towards uh, their parents. But the ayah as so we can complete the ayat and give them in, in the complete form. And we have commanded mankind with regard to his parents, to be good to his parents. His mother carried him 
in weakness upon weakness and hardship upon hardship. And his weaning took place over two years that that child might show gratitude to Allah and to his parents. That you show thanks to me, I to Allah, and to your parents. And you know that to Allah will be your destination. So here we can also take from this that because this ayah comes among the, or, or in between the advice of Luqman to his son, that this is also a part of what a parent instills upon the children. And that is the responsibility of their to, of the child towards their parent and linking that to the rights of Allah Azzawajal. The right of Allah Azzawajal, Ya bunayya la tushrik billah, inna shirka la dhulmun azim. Oh my son, don't make a partner with Allah. Indeed, making a partner with Allah is the greatest kind of oppression. And then to link the right of the parents. Anishkur li wa liwalidayka ilayya al-nasir. That you show gratitude to me and you show gratitude to your parents. You show gratitude to me and you show gratitude to your parents. Gratitude to Allah and gratitude to your parents. And that that's important to put it in that context. Some parents, they when they teach their children, the only thing that they teach their children is the right of the parents. And they neglect the right of Allah. But in reality, we have to teach them the right of Allah first and the right of the parents and then link the two together. So that you may show gratitude to Allah first of all, because Allah comes first and Islam comes first. And you may also show gratitude to your parents and they are the most deserving of the rights to be fulfilled after the right of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. وَإِنْ جَاهَدَاكَ عَلَىٰ أَن تُشْتِكَ بِمَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمٍ فَلَا تُطِعْهُمَا وَصَاحِبْهُمَا فِي الدُّنْيَا مَعْرُوفًا وَاتَّبِعْ سَبِيلَ مَنْ أَنَابَ إِلَيْهِ ثُمَّ إِلَيَّ مَرْجِعُكُمْ فَأُنَبِّئُكُمْ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَعْمَلُونَ Then Allah Azawajal tells us that even if your parents strive against you to make a partner with Allah in that which you have no knowledge, do not obey them. Because as we said, there is no obedience to creation in disobedience to the Creator. We spoke about how your children could take you away from Allah if you're not careful. Well, likewise, your parents could also command you to do something that takes you away from Allah. But as a child, you do not obey anyone if it means disobeying Allah. But, but, you still accompany your parents in this world in the best way. You still accompany them, spend time with them, uh, speak with them, have good manners with them, even if they tell you to make a partner with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And look at how this is related to the statement of Luqman, inna shirka la dhulmun azim. Making a partner with Allah is the greatest kind of oppression. And still, if your parents command you to make a partner with Allah, you still don't leave them. You don't make hajr of them. You don't abandon them and turn away from them. But you continue to call them to Islam and you continue, even though you don't obey them in that, you continue to give them that suhbah, that accompaniment in the dunya in the best possible way. And then Allah said, and follow the path of those who turn to me in repentance and then know to me will be your return and I will inform you about what you used to do. Then the advice, we return back to the advice of Luqman, the ayat go back to the advice of Luqman. That Luqman said, Ya Bunaya innaha in taku mithkala habbatim min khardalim fatakum fi sahratin awfis samawati awfil ardi yati bihallah inna la hala tifun khabir. 
He said, oh, my son. And again, he addresses him with such a beautiful, sweet way of addressing him. Ya bunay, oh, my little boy, my little son. And it doesn't mean that his son was necessarily any small, uh, but it's the, it's the way that he's addressing him in such a nice way. Ya bunayya, innaha intaku mithqala habba. That, oh my son, if there is the weight of a seed or the weight of a mustard seed and this was inside of a rock or anywhere in the heavens or anywhere in the earth, Allah will bring it forth. Here we speak about the tarbiyah of our children as it relates to the muraqabah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, knowing that Allah Azza wa Jal is watching you, knowing that Allah Azza wa Jal sees what you do. And wallahi, this is from the greatest of the things that we can educate and nurture our children upon. And remember, tarbiyah is not just about educating them and that's it. We just teach them, my children, don't make a partner with Allah. My children, be aware that Allah is watching you. But instead, it's a matter of nurturing them, like constantly encouraging them to have this kind of mindset, always encouraging them to have this belief and have this mindset. And one of the greatest things you can nurture your children upon is the muraqabah of Allah Azza wa Jal, to know that Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala is watching you. And this brings us to the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu about Ihsan in the hadith of Jibreel, an ta'bud Allah ka'annaka tara fa in lam takun tarahu fa innahu yarak, that you Worship Allah as though you can see him and even though you can't see him, you know that he sees you. Look at what he said. He said, my son, if there was even a seed the side of a mustard seed, the tiniest little seed, the size of a mustard seed, and if it was deep within the earth or anywhere in the heavens in the earth, if it was hidden inside of the rock or it was in the heavens of the earth, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring it forth. فَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ خَيْرًا يَرَهُ وَمَنْ يَعْمَلْ مِثْقَالَ ذَرَّةٍ شَرًا يَرَهُ Whoever does even an atom's weight of good will see it. Whoever did even an atom's weight of evil will see it. And he teaches his children and he encourages his children to be aware that Allah is watching you. And ultimately that requires the parent to be an example, right? You know, subhanAllah, how many times we, we, we fall into this error that we feel that what matters is how we are in front of other people. And the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned a group of people, intahakuha, a group of people that their deeds will come Yawm Al-Qiyamah and they'd be like the mountains, they'll be turned to dust. Why? Because when they were alone with what Allah made haram, they, they fell into it. And that doesn't mean that you'll never do haram when you're alone. It doesn't mean that. But what it means is that the person didn't see it to be worth anything. They didn't see it was important that when they were alone and no one saw them but Allah, they didn't think it was important. The only thing they thought was important is what they did in front of everybody else. That's what they saw to be important. That's what they considered to be worthwhile, what they did in front of other people. But what they did when Allah Azza wa Jalla, that nobody sees them except Allah, they didn't see it to be important. So they fell into all kinds of haram. They close the door and they lock the door and then they don't care what they do. They fall into all of the haram. In tahakuha, they fell into all of those kinds of haram. So he's teaching his son not to be from those people that fall into that haram. So Luqman alayhi salam, 
he taught his son to have the muraqaba of Allah. Know that Allah is watching you. And ultimately as a parent, you know, how many times do we as parents, we teach our children to have fear of the parent, but not fear of Allah. Like your dad could see, your dad will find out, mom's going to find out what you did. Uh, what would your dad say if he knew about it? What would your mom say if she knew about it? But ultimately it's not about that. It's about the muraqaba of Allah Azza wa Jal, teaching our children to know that Allah is watching them and that what matters is that Allah knows what they're doing. Because ultimately, you fearing your parents knowing what you do, that's not going to solve the problem. You know, that's not going to last you in all of your different situations. That's not going to stop you when you're alone from doing the haram because you'll do good as long as you're within the sight of your parents. And so many people are like that. Sadly, so many Muslims fall into that. And then he told his son, Ya Bunay, aqim salah وَأْمُرْ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَنْحَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَاصْبِرْ عَلَى مَا أَصَابَكَ إِنَّ ذَلِكَ مِنْ عَزْمِ الْأُمُورِ He taught his son, O oh my son, establish the prayer and command what is good and forbid what is evil and be patient over what will happen to you or what will afflict you. Indeed, this is from the matters that require determination. So he told his son, أَقِمِ الصَّلَاةِ Subhanallah, look at the beautiful tarbiyah of Luqman. He told him, Ya Bunayya la tushrik billah, inna shirka la zulmun He told him, my son, don't make a partner with Allah. Indeed, making a partner with Allah is the worst kind of oppression, the greatest form of oppression. He told his son to develop the muraqaba of Allah, to know that Allah is watching you, to know that you can't hide something from Allah, to know that Allah will call you to, and hold you to account for what you have done. And then he told his son, Oh, my son, I performed the salah. Aqim is salah. Because the salah has such an important position in this in, in the religion of Islam. The Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, The difference between us and them is the prayer, and whoever leaves it has disbelieved. And Allah Azza told us in the Quran, Inna salata. The prayer prevents immorality and wrongdoing. SubhanAllah, that's what we want for our children, right? We want our children to stop doing wrong things, to have, to be righteous, to be that walad salih, that righteous child, yad'u la, that calls or makes dua uh, to Allah Azza wa Jal for their parents after their parents have passed away. But that's only going to come when we establish and we teach our children to perform the salah. Aqim salah And we're going to talk about this inshallah later on about the ages and things like that. Tarbiyah is an age-specific uh, or the age-specific nature of tarbiyah. But here, Aqim salah He tells his son, Oh my son, perform the prayer. Be from the people who perform the prayer. Wa'mur bil ma'ruf And command that which is good. Wanhi anil munkar And forbid that which is evil. And that is the situation of the best of people. Because the best of people are those people who Allah has adorned them with Iman and they call to that which is good and they forbid that which is evil. And that's why Allah told us in Surah Al-Imran كُنْتُمْ خَيْرَ أُمَّةٍ أُخْرِجَكْ لِلنَّاسِ تَأْمُرُونَ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَتَنْهَوْنَ عَنِ الْمُنْكَرِ وَتُؤْمِنُونَ بِاللَّهِ You're the best of the people that's ever, the best nation that's ever been brought out for the people. You command what is good and you forbid what is evil and you believe in Allah. And that is the status, that's the wasp, the description 
of the best of people. They have Iman, they command what is good, and they forbid what is evil. And no doubt, commanding good and forbidding evil, that has that requires its own episode. And it's probably outside of the topic that we have on the Muslim family, but it requires its own lecture and its own topic because there are so many rulings and regulations about how to do that and to do it properly. But to teach our children when you see something wrong, that you should have a desire within yourself to stop that in the way that Islam makes permissible and the way that Islam has legislated for you. And you should be people who go around it and spread the good, give da'wah, call the people to the good, tell the people to do good, stop people from doing wrong. But when you do that, when you have that description of the best of the people, and that's better than the person who is a person of iman, but they, they, they keep that iman to themselves. They're a person of iman, but their iman is for themselves only. They don't tell the people to do good. They don't give da'wah to Allah. They don't forbid the people from doing that which is wrong. And the greatest good you can tell a person to do is a tawheed, to worship Allah alone. And the greatest evil you can prevent people from is a shirk, is making a partner with Allah. And then after that, all of the other commandments and the sins, each in accordance to the level that Allah has given it. And when you do that, what will happen? You will need to be patient. Be patient with what will happen to you. Because ultimately he's teaching his son a life lesson. That when you go and you call the people to Tawheed, and you forbid the people from Shirk, and you call the people to Sunnah, and you forbid the people from Bid'ah, and you call the people to Atta'ah, to obedience to Allah, and you forbid them from Al-Ma'siyah, from the sins, what's going to happen? The same thing that happened to the Anbiya and the Rusul, the Prophets and the Messengers You're going to need patience. So he's preparing. Didn't we say that tarbiyah is preparing your children for what they're going to need? Giving, preparing your children for what they're going to need going forward. So here he sees that, my son, I'm teaching you. Perform the prayer. Command what is good. Forbid what is evil. And I'm preparing you for the fact that you're going to need to be patient. In your life, regardless of how much of the ordering the good and forbidding the evil you do, Everyone in their life is going to have things that happen to them that are difficulties, troubles. So you prepare your children for that and you teach them and nurture them how to manage when the situation is not as they would wish it to be. And that is one of the greatest life lessons we can teach our children. How to manage in the situation of the musibah, the situation of the calamity and the extreme difficulty. How do we cope with that? And he teaches his son and he prepares him for it mentally. This is going to require determination. It's not easy. It's not easy to manage when things are difficult. It's not easy, easy to manage when you have a calamity happen to you. It's not easy to manage when the people reject you and the people ridicule you or the people push you away or they threaten you or insult you. It's not easy to manage. It's going to require al-azm. It's going to require determination. So he's building the character of his child and Character building is one of the most fundamental parts of tarbiyah. Building the character of the person, the shakhsiyah of the child, the character. Building the character and one of the aspects in the character is al-azm, determination. Like to be determined. And no doubt we're going to talk about that that requires the tawfiq of Allah Azawajal. And it requires putting your trust in Allah and tawakkul in Allah. But having that determination to carry on even when difficulties happen to you.
Then he continued with his advice. Luqman السلام, he said, وَلَا تُسَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ وَلَا تَمْشِ فِي الْأَرْضِ مَرْحَا إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُحِبُّ كُلَّ مُخْتَالٍ فَخُورٍ Allah told us about the advice of Luqman as it continues. And don't, وَلَا تُسَعِّرْ خَدَّكَ لِلنَّاسِ This uh, expression is an expression that relates to the, the camel. And what it means is that you kind of show the people your cheek and you show, and it's a kind of an expression of pride and seeing yourself above the people. And don't walk on the earth. In that situation of, again, it's pride and haughtiness and seeing yourself to be above other people. Don't turn your cheek to the people. Don't turn your cheek to the people in a way, and it's a symbol of pride and a symbol of you seeing yourself to be above them. And don't make the way that you walk a walk of pride. Allah does truly, Allah does not love every arrogant boaster. Look at what Luqman has now moved on to. He's moved on to teaching his son the etiquettes of how to interact with other people in the context of what? In the context of Islam. SubhanAllah. Look at the difference here. He's not just, it's not just that he's teaching his son etiquettes and how to behave towards other people, teaching your children manners, basically, right? But he's teaching him manners in the light of Islam. And that's why we said that whenever the tarbiyah deals with the mu'amalat, how to deal with other people, it's always fi al islam fi al kitabi wa sunnah, in the light of the Qur'an and the sunnah. That's how we teach our children the etiquettes that matter and the etiquettes that the things that are beloved to Allah and the things that Allah hates. Allah hates for a person to show pride and haughtiness and insolence and to walk on the earth in that way, that insolent way. And Allah doesn't love every arrogant boaster. Subhanallah. But this is an etiquette of how you deal with people. So Luqman is teaching his son how to deal with people but he's, and how to behave towards people, how to have manners and etiquettes. But he's teaching him in the light of what Allah Azza loves. Because ultimately, the Prophet like he said, إِنَّمَا بُعِثْتُ لِأُتَمِّمَ مَكَارِمَ الْأَخْلَاقِ I was only sent to complete the best of manners. I was only sent to complete the best of manners. And that includes manners with Allah Azza wa Jal. Ya Bunayya la tushrik billah. Or my son don't make a partner with Allah. But it also includes your manners with the people as well. And that's a part of Islam. So we teach our children manners, but we don't teach it independently of Islam. We teach it in the light of Islam. And then he said, Waqsid fi mashika waqdud min sawtik inna ankar al-aswati la sawtul hamir. He said, be moderate in your walking. And we know that Islam requires moderation in everything. Like this, we've made you a moderate, a middle ummah between extremes. Be moderate in your walking. And lower your voice. Don't make your voice, don't shout out above the people. Some of the scholars, they mentioned in, this is an etiquette in terms of when a person has knowledge, they don't need to raise their voice. People who raise their voice and shout over, over other people is because they don't have a hujjah, they don't have a dalil, they don't have evidence, and they don't have knowledge to be able to argue their point. So they just raise their voices above the people. But in reality, raising your voice and just making a loud noise, it's not something that is 
signif that signifies knowledge. And that's why he said at the end, in, hamir. The most hated of sounds is the braying of a donkey. The braying of the donkey, that's not something that comes with knowledge. It's just a noise. It's a noise that is ankar al-aswat. It's the most hated of sounds. It's just a noise. But it's not. it doesn't signify knowledge and etiquettes and manners. And that's part of the tarbiyah that he taught to his son that Allah told us about in the Quran. That the when you speak with people, lower your voice. Let you overcome people through your evidences, through your hujjah, through your knowledge. Don't overcome them by raising your voice and shouting over them like the sawtul hamir, like the voice or the, like the braying of the donkey. And likewise, when you walk among the people, be moderate. Don't be the one who is in any extreme, on one extreme or another. And this is just an example of the tarbiyah that Luqman gave to his son, the example that Allah gives us in the Quran of Luqman and his son. But it's got so many lessons within it. And, and SubhanAllah, we don't actually have time in the course or in this episode to go through all of the lessons that this contains. But inshallah, this is just an ishara, an indication of some of the benefits and the lessons as it relates to tarbiyah uh, from the story that is mentioned to us in the Quran of Luqman and his son. That's what Allah Azawajal made easy for me to mention and Allah Azawajal knows best. Wassalatu wassalamu ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum. If you're enjoying these videos and you'd like to keep up to date with all of the courses we're going to be running, make sure you head over to amauathome.com.